It's podcasting time! This is Just Another Jerk, Dispatches from Japan. As always, I am Jonathan Isaacson. Please remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast player, and while you are there, go ahead and rate the show, give it a review. So, let's get into it today. Sexism! Yeah, kind of direct, I know, but no lead-in, you know, whatever. That's what we're doing. I mean, writ large, um, it's kind of been in the news here in Japan. Uh, sexism, I should say. What with Mori Yashiro? Yeah, Mori Yashiro, that's his name. He's the former prime minister. He was prime minister, I think, 2000, 2001. And he's currently the head of the uh, Tokyo Olympic Planning Committee or some some such. I, th- I think that's what he's the head of. And yeah, he said some stupid things about women in the last, you know, I guess a week or so. So in case you missed it, this 83-year-old man, yeah, I know, um, he said that if more women are going to be included on committees, I think the Olympic Committee, but just committees in general, I don't I don't remember the exact context, but if more women were going to be included, speaking time should probably be limited because women talk too much. And if one woman gives her opinion you know, raises her hand, gives her opinion. Due to the competitive nature of women, all the women will want to give their opinions. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I think I've, I've summarized what his what he said reasonably well. Um, apologies if I've missed something or if I've miscontextualized it. But yeah, that, that, did you hear about that? That, that was, that's been going on. Um, don't worry, he's not going to resign. No, he issued he, he he issued an apology. So yeah, that everything's good, right? Yeah. Anyway, seriously, Japanese politics is even more of an old boys' club than most other countries, and that's saying a lot. And I think a lot of people are aware of this, but Japan, in general, you know, it's not really up to date when it comes to gender relations. Um, and, you know, one area that I've definitely noticed this, that this gender issues, is anime and manga. Now, I am not really an active consumer of either, but recently I have become aware of an anime called uh, Kimetsu no Yaiba, I, be- I believe, I think it's the name of it. Um, in English, I believe it's called Demon Slayer or something like that. It's a big deal right, right in Japan right now. I guess there was a feature-length movie released in cinemas sometime recently. I don't know exactly. Actually, I'm not. I don't know the last time I've been to a movie. I and I'm not an, uh, an anime fan, so really, I don't know much about it. But yeah, right now it's everywhere. The promotion of this movie has really pushed it into the forefront of everyone's awareness, even mine. And like I say, I don't watch anime. I don't read manga. Now, I know almost nothing about the anime or the manga that that Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no Yaiba. I know nothing about it. I only know what I've seen on the posters and the little tiny snippets that I have read on the Wikipedia page. Um, there is a Wikipedia page, of course. It's it's a it's, it's a, one of the biggest anime right now, apparently. English language versions, I guess, exist. But anyway, the one thing that really stood out to me immediately 
was that of the main characters there i think there look to be five main characters i'm not sure um of course most of them are male i think four of them are are, are, are men or boys and maybe there's two girls like there's maybe a sixth of the main characters according to the wikipedia i i don't know again this is not my forte but in the images i've seen on posters and whatnot there seem to be five main characters one of them's female and she is muzzled literally she has a bamboo muzzle apparently because she's been turned into a demon or some other you know business like that so I had to look up the reason why she was muzzled. And again, it says she was a demon. It prevents her from biting. I don't know. But like I say, you look at the poster, the only female character is literally gagged to keep her from biting and talking. And while I'm sure the creator of the series probably didn't think anything of it, I don't think this was a conscious decision, but... I sure noticed it. I sure as heck noticed it. And, I mean, why does the main female character need to be the one being muzzled and gagged? Would it make a huge difference to the story if the role, you know, the the character who is a demon, you're trying to prevent them from biting humans, would it make a difference if that were a male character? I kind of doubt it. I mean, yeah, it might have changed some things. You might have to rewrite some of the stories and whatnot. But I I, I kind of doubt that it would have made a huge difference in the story. And I mean, yes, I will fully admit that I know nothing about the details of the story. So maybe, just maybe, there might be a reason why the main female character needs to be muzzled and only the main female character. I mean, I guess this would, you know, make former Prime Minister Mori happy because women talk too much or whatever, but I noticed this. And, and, and yeah, it's it certainly, it's a theme in a lot of anime and manga. Um, not necessarily this muzzling women, but problems with gender representation. Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Um, in some ways, my not being a, a voluntary consumer of this story is all the more reason why the content creators need to be more aware of the gender roles they're portraying in their art. I mean, even if there is a legitimate reason why this character, and only this character, is the only one who could possibly be muzzled like this, maybe there's a reason in the story. As someone who's just seen this advertising and just seen this female character with a bamboo gag muzzle thing, why is she the only one? representation matters images matter the only female character featured in all the advertising for this manga and anime is literally muzzled what image is that sending to all the girls who like the manga and anime you know probably subconscious but i don't think that's a very good message you're sending to to girls and of course i mean sexism yes it's not a problem only here but it's everywhere around the world and you know, it's in a lot of anime and manga here, too. And sometimes it's overt. A lot of times it's not. I mean, the general issue of representation of women in Japanese comics is questionable, to say the least. Um, so have a look at One Piece, which I believe, if I'm not mistaken, is the best-selling manga of all time. Um, 
you know, maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. I could be, but I think if it's not the best selling, it's one of the best selling manga of all time. And now, if you're wondering what I'm talking about, do a search, an image search for One Piece, right? One, the number one, written O N E piece, as in piece of pie, and then Nami. She's the main female character, I think. Um, so yeah, just look up One Piece Nami, N-A-M-I. And what is the first word that comes to mind when you do an image search of Nami, the character from One Piece? The first word you think is quite possibly boobies or some synonym thereof. I mean, of course, this is not, again, it's not strictly a Japanese thing over you know, sexualization, ridiculously proportioned women. It's been a staple of a lot of animated works in a lot of countries. Um, But like I say, One Piece is, if not the best, one of the best-selling manga of all time. And Nami, I think, I'm pretty sure she's, if not the main, one of the main female characters in the story. She's a big pair of tits, basically. I mean, visually speaking, I I don't, again, I don't, I've seen a little more of One Piece. I've read one or two of the books. I don't know a lot of details, but yeah, she's a large, bosomy character. Um, I mean, sure, some of the male characters are are over-exaggerated in their physique as well. I mean, have a look at Zoro. He's the swordsman, so I, I I probably, some reference to the, the, you know Zoro, the mark of the Z, the mark of Zoro, and all that. I don't know for sure, but that's not the point. He's, his name's Zoro. Have a look at him. He is also very ripped, very muscular, in a way that very few actual humans are. But there are certainly more real, actual men who have the figure of Zoro than women who have the figure of Nami. I mean, of course. One Piece is far from the only one to portray human figures in this way. It's, again, and not just a Japanese thing. I'm not picking on Japan here. This is a thing kind of across a lot of countries, a lot of cultures, a lot of animated features. Again, though, One Piece, one of the best-selling manga, if not the best-selling manga of all time. And there there are, of course, a lot of things that are much more subtle as well. Now, there is another manga called Yomushi Pedal. It's about a high school student um, club activity. Club activity is a big deal here in Japan. And in this particular manga, the club activity in question is the cycling club. Now we're talking bicycle racing. And, of course, the club is a boys club. You know, boys who are cyclists, high school boys who are cyclists. That's just a given. It's Japan. Cycling is admittedly a pretty big thing here. Lots of people ride bikes, including, you know, cycle racing kind of bikes. But there are very, very few female cyclists. So, of course, if you're going to make a fictional cycling team, it's going to be a boys team or a men's team. There is a female character. I think, if I remember correctly, she's the younger sister of the guy who runs the local bike shop. In the manga, um, they think I, they might be like the, the bike shop might be the sponsors or like the t- the mechanic for the the for the high school club team or something like that. I don't know. The, I don't remember the exact uh, connections, but it's something along those lines. And so there's this female character, and she 
is incredibly knowledgeable about bicycles. And she's kind of used as a, 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 a character device um, to help explain to the non-cycling audience kind of some of the cycling terms and make sure they understand what's going on. I've seen one or two episodes of the anime, um, and I believe, if I remember correctly, she kind of ex- she was the one explaining why this is important in terms of cy- in cycling terms for the non-cycling audience. Now, if you asked me to write this story, she would be the first girl on the cycling team. You know, she would be the one breaking down the barriers, making it a co-ed club or whatever. But of course, that's not her role. She is the team manager. Yep. Boo. Again, I know that girls being team managers for sports, at least it it was a big thing. I don't know if it still is. It was kind of a thing at least a couple of decades ago when I was in high school in the U.S. But, I mean, here in Japan, it is still a big thing. It's a big deal, you know, at least in some schools, for to be the, you know, the manager for the soccer team or the baseball team or whatever. So, and of course, it's always, it's always, always girls who are the team managers. And yeah, I mean, this is fictional. This is a, uh, we're making this story up. She could be on the team. She doesn't need to be the manager. She could be a cyclist. She could be a rider. Why not put her in the rider position? There need to be more women cyclists here in Japan, considering how popular cycling is. I mean, seriously, there are so many cyclists and so few of them are women. It really frustrates me. I mean, for example, so I do this mountain bike ride every year. Okay, the last three years it's been canceled, um, two typhoons and then the coronavirus. So it's the last few years kind of been bad luck. But anyway, usually there's over 100 riders, you know. And I think the biggest year has been close to 200 riders. There have been maybe, maybe 10 riders who are women. And I'm just thinking, why? Why? I mean, there are so many cyclists in Japan. Why are there so few women riders? I mean, I understand, yes, even in the U.S., there would be fewer women riders just because, you know, actually, I don't even know that at this point. I shouldn't even say that because I don't know. But, you know, less than 10% of the riders at this event I go to are women. It's open to everyone. You know, and that's kind of been the case across all the cycling events I've attended in Japan. 10, at most, 15% of the riders are women. Why is it so small? But yeah. And then, of course, I remember that, yes, Japan is a little bit slow on gender issues. You know, but a major comic... Like Yoamushi Pedal, because yeah, Yoamushi Pedal, it's a big deal. It made it, there was an anime, there was a live action movie version of it. So it could have made a real cultural impact, even if it's not immediately obvious. You know, normalize the female cyclist in fiction, and that could have, you know, potentially an impact some years down the road, you know, in the real world. Will the impact be obvious? immediately measurable i mean probably not but it doesn't need to be you know you know and i I could go on and on about manga and you know other media of course i mean 
Super Sentai. Um, so Super Sentai, these are these live action kids shows. They're the shows that um, if you grew up in the U.S. and you knew the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, like the 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 scenes where they're in their you know costumes, those are actually from the Japanese Super Sentai. I think they're from the Super Sentai series. There, that's the kind of show that these are. So, the women, of course, I should say the woman, because so it until very recently it's always been what there's been one young woman in the group. So it's five, usually five characters, five, you know, young people who become superheroes. There's five, one woman. And until very recently, the woman always wore pink. Of course, she had to be the pink superhero. Um, and usually she had her, her superhero outfit had a mini skirt over. I mean, it didn't show off her legs because she was, you know, had the full body suit like all the other characters, but it had a mini skirt in a lot of cases. You know, recent iterations seem to, you know, there are also women now wearing the yellow costume. You know, there possibly might have been two of the five superheroes being women. Um, again, I'm not 100% sure on that one. I could look it up, but I have to go through all the Super Sentai casts because it's, there are lots and lots of them. Um, there are many. This is, it's a, it's a long running thing in Japan. But yeah. And oh yeah, the black superhero suit, of course, is going to be a dude. Always got to be a guy. Never, ever going to be anything else because black is a manly color or something, whatever. Yeah. And so, like I say, I, I know this is not just a Japan thing. I mean, it's kind of a silly example, but take Paw Patrol. Yeah, yeah, okay, I know Paw Patrol, whatever. I have a young daughter, deal with it. So, the first time I saw Paw Patrol, one of my first thoughts, and I'm not making this up, one of my first thoughts was, this was created by a man. I went and looked it up, and yep, I was right. Now, could it be that the number of women in, you know, television, in positions where they might be able to pitch a show like this and, you know, be taken seriously, that the number of women in that, that position too small? Maybe that might be part of it. But, I mean, look at the main characters. It's five, and they, I guess they added one later. But of the original five dogs, there's one girl dog. Her main color? What do you think it is? It's pink. Of course it's pink. I mean, Paw Patrol is basically Power Rangers, Super Sentai in animated dog form. I mean, the four, it's, it's very formulaic. It's the same thing, essentially. But I guess, like I said, they added another female character um, later... I guess. I mean, it's true. I mean, Sesame Street for a long time had the problem that most of the puppet characters were, were, were dudes, were boys. And they've added, they've done better recently, but originally Sesame Street was mostly the puppets were all boys and men. The human cast was better, but the puppets, they've done better in recent years. But that, that's to say, it's not just a Japan thing. This is what I, but I'm talking about Japan because, of course, this is where I live and that's what I see. So, yeah, you know, this is all of this is to say that, you know, media in most countries have some of the same issues is here in Japan. Japanese media is what I see. Gender, represent, gender representation here is, well, it's not great. I mean, it's getting better. 
but there's still a lot of room for improvement. And as a father of a young girl, this matters to me. You know, in all medias, in all countries. My daughter's favorite Paw Patrol character, it's Skye, the girl dog, of course. She identifies more with female characters. When we read picture books, we do a lot of gender swapping because in so many cases, the default for characters is male. I mean, is there any reason why the very hungry caterpillar needs to be a male? Or why is the armadillo in Sandra Boynton's, you know, uh, but not the armadillo? Why, why does that character need to be a boy? It, there's no reason. It doesn't need, those characters don't need to be male characters. So a lot of times when we're reading a book, I'll ask, is this character a boy or a girl? And I will read the book in that way, changing he to she as needed. Occasionally it's she to he, but more often than not, it's it's a, a written as a he, but we want it to be a, a, a girl character, so we say she. You know, and at some point we'll probably add non-binary characters as appropriate because that's also an important thing to address. You know, I haven't talked about that with my daughter yet, but I know I will at some point, probably in the fairly near future. But, you know, I have been very adamant with her that, you know, pink is not a girl's color, just like, you know, blue isn't a boy's color. Anyone, anyone can wear pink if they want, just like anyone can wear a bow in their hair if they want. You know, if you want to wear a boy, if you're a boy and you want to wear a bow, go for it. That's your thing. Do it. But media makes it harder to make this point, which is why I'm all that's why I'm talking about this today. You know, kids will listen and understand if you explain it to them. You know, my daughter, she still tends to give the bows to the stuffed animals, you know, who are the girls because, you know, sometimes Snoopy's a girl and that's fine. But she will give, you know, the characters, the, the, the stuffed animals who she calls girls, they get the bows most of the time. But she will also say that, oh, yeah, it's okay. Boys can have bows, too. So she is listening. That makes me happy. It would just be a little easier if all these, you know, anime, the manga, all the media sources weren't making it more difficult at the same time. And I guess I'll end it there. Please remember to subscribe, rate, review the podcast, wherever it is you cast your pods. The podcast is available on pretty much all the major platforms. Um, I know it's on Apple, it's on Google, um, Spotify, Pandora if you're in the U.S., uh, Stitcher. There's probably some others that you can find it on. Um, let me know if there's some podcast you know, platform that it's not on, and I will look into figuring out how to put it there as well. You can find the Twitter for this podcast at Just Another Cast. Um, go there for snippets of Japanese history. Also, announcements about when new episodes are available. Uh, if you aren't subscribed, but you should be subscribed, so you should get your uh, now you should get the uh, the new podcast in your feed if you are subscribed. Anyway, you can email the show at. Um, just another jerk podcast at gmail.com 
one more time just another jerk podcast at gmail.com and that is all for me i'm jonathan isaacson and i'm out peace